0: Hi everyone, it's Joe here from Lawn Solutions Australia and welcome to another episode of Turf Talk where it's Bring an Expert to Work Day. Who's that, <laughs> Is that right? Who's we're me? joined by uh, Better Homes and Gardens, Dancing with the Stars. Yeah, uh, <laughs> not not real, quite a finalist. But I was not on quite it. a finalist, <laughs> we're close. And the owner and founder of Inspired Exteriors, mm-hmm. Charlie Albarn. Charlie, thanks for being on again. Pleasure. So if Charlie's been on here a couple of times. If you want to check out previous episodes, the first one we did, which was one of the first Turf Talks we did, was a deep dive into your life, your uh-huh. experience, how you got here. And then we spoke a little bit about what you've been up to over the the last sort of few months uh, and so on. But today, it's going to be all about the other side of you that people probably don't see as much on tv well they see Mm -hmm. parts of it but you're not just a a tv guy uh you run and own a landscape design construction and maintenance well it's gone through a
1: restructure so it's just design now but just design um i still make sure i'm still involved with the project from the start well tell us about it okay so it used to be uh design construction and maintenance yep but with everything I was doing like last year, it got a little bit crazy mm-hmm. and I needed to kind of work out what I actually enjoyed and what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Managing staff was just becoming my life. Yep. Um, and so I, I restructured it. Um, I got a shareholders agreement with one of the designers I used to work with. So he still works, we still work together. Yeah, designing gardens. My construction manager started his own business and basically builds all our work. So, exactly the same. And then I I got rid of maintenance because I found um, I had guys that were working for me that were great, but then, say, Betty out at wherever she lives would want me to come out and have a look and give my opinion. I'm like, I'm coming out to tell you, you need to spray scale and my guys have told you this and do you really need me to come to this? And it just wasn't working out. I think Betty liked you. Yeah. 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 (laughs) I mean, Betty does make a great cup of tea (laughs) and a slice, but you know, it just wasn't the best use of my time. So I kind of had to work out what I really enjoyed doing, Mm -hmm. which was the design. So Mm -hmm. that's kind of what we do. So it
0: it comes from two angles. One, the need to do less Mm. uh, and two, that's where your passion really lies with design.
1: Yeah, which is a great feeling to kind of work out, okay, this is what I'm going to do and and it's kind of worked towards that and, and it's it's nice to have a bit more time and do what you enjoy more. So
0: is it just you now?
1: No, no. I've got two designers. So yep. I'm in partnership with one of the guys who used to work for me and oh, then we've got yep. an employee together.
0: Yep. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So so a job will come on along your desk saying, hey, build me a garden yep. um, and you guys will basically just...
1: Design it. So we do everything from like a consultation where you just turn up and I can give advice on I think this is where your pool should go, these are some plants that would work, everything up to we've got a blank canvas, make us a nice garden, we don't Mm. know what we want.
0: Does that mean you're still just around the Sydney area or does that mean you can go a little bit?
1: We we work everywhere. Like thanks to COVID, people realise you can do these things over the internet. Yeah. So we've got some designs in Melbourne, some up in Queensland, all yeah. over the place.
0: Yeah, okay. And, yeah. and what's the what's the time period for you to put together a garden design? I know it's probably some variables in this, but yeah. pick a standard one. Like how long does it take you to do this?
1: Uh, so from the time we meet someone to producing plans for them mm-hmm. and sitting down and giving them the first presentation, could be three to four weeks. Yeah, And then normally there's changes, that takes a couple of weeks, and then... It depends if it needs to go through DA or not. You have all the extra documentation that needs doing. If yeah. it's exempt development, then you've got to meet with contractors or show it to contractors. So you've got
0: to do that council side of things too. Yeah. Yeah. What's yeah. harder, designing the garden or doing
1: that? Working to council is difficult because yeah. people also want a garden that might be exempt development, yeah. which is quite hard to design something where they want everything mm-hmm. but they don't want to get, That's difficult. Complying development, which is a much easier process, has restrictions but you can do a bit, bit more with it and DA yeah. you can do more with but you've got to go through council.
0: And are you finding in the design world with gardens, it, is it a trend-based thing? Do things come and go or do you sort of stick to your own
1: um, Yeah, Trends, like trends are difficult word? because garden, and gardens and trends are difficult because you put a garden in and then you need – it's got to look good when it goes in but it's got mm-hmm. to look better as it evolves yeah. and matures yeah. and if you've got a trend – and you put it in and then it starts to look good in five years and then it's out of trend then you're stuffed right so timeless design always works best Mm -hmm. um yeah and i I try to steer away from from trends with with clients you might pick some colors that might be trendy like grays or maybe it might be like a red or something like that that's in trend yeah stick to paint that can be changed quickly but the overall layout and and
0: concept has to be sound in itself because that'd be something that'd go wrong a lot i'd imagine i I know absolutely nothing about garden design. I might—I right. don't put plants in my place, just grass water walk because nothing else works. But and up no, on the fences. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, um, the, it'd be something that'd go wrong. I, I, I see a lot of gardens all the time and go, oh, that looks beautiful. I wonder how that's going to look in two and a half years' time. I wonder how that's going to look in five years' time. How do you manage that period? Is it just about? It's all about
1: uh, you've got to get from the client how much maintenance they can give the garden. Yeah. Right, and that's got to influence the design. If they mm-hmm. say, I don't want anything to do with it, but I'm happy to pay someone once a week to come in and do it. Yeah. Then you can go nuts. Yeah. If you think, oh, I really want to be involved but I can only give it you know, one one day a month or something, mm-hmm. then you've got to go down to more low maintenance. Yeah. And pick plants that are going to stay smaller and that sure. kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: So education and knowledge on plants is so important in a situation like this. Hey? It's everything. Plants yeah. is everything, yeah. yeah. Plants
1: and turf. Plants and turf. Well, yeah. turf is plants, yeah. right?
0: Well, yeah, but anyway, let <laughs> You can you not correct me please anymore? <laughs> Sorry. Um, that's right. And um the with the we spoke about this last episode, but the the beautiful garden that you designed and built at Mifkus, do yep. you do you get a lot of a lot of work from something like that. Is that the reason you do it? I know it's not the sole reason, but is that part of the reason you that's do it? That's so part of go, it. people go, wow, that's nice. Can I get yeah. one of them?
1: Yeah, that's, that's part of it, and yeah. getting your name out there and proving that you can do it. Yeah,
0: because yeah, I think that's why a lot of people do shows like Mifcus, obviously, isn't it, is to say, hey, this is what I can do. Come and get me to do it for you. That's,
1: that's always part of it, but yeah. it shouldn't be the driving force in it. It yeah. should be the passion to want to show people something different and yeah. produce something out there that's completely in your own mind because every garden – Will have constraints to it, yeah. And you're building it for a client. So really, when you're doing it for a client, you have to do something for them. You might you might not like what you're doing for someone, but you've you've got to do the best gun you can for them, and they've got to be happy with it.
0: Is that (laughs) have you put you would have put something over the years where you just gone I absolutely despise this but you want it so i'll do it
1: yeah absolutely but if the client's happy and you've worked through some issues and it's the best that that space can have in their style yeah then you've done a
0: good job and with your show garden so again referring back to Mifkus because that's the one you've you've probably done most recently do you get many that come in and say hey build me that uh people say i really like that
1: i really like say the planting of that can I have some planting like that or there was an element like i've got a shipping container i want to use or i've you know, got a monorail carriage I want to use. How can we use it, or something like that? Yeah, so, yeah.
0: So you will get some weird and unique things that you have got to build in and build around.
1: Yeah, right. Yeah, I've got a monorail carriage in
0: my garden. Actually, you didn't just make that no, up. I didn't but... make that up. No. So <laughs> a client
1: a while ago, when the monorail was getting taken down, said, "Ah, oh, I just saw on, on sunrise that this monorail is being sent to trash. So I bought two container, two two of the carriages. One's going to my place. I'll send one to your place." And I was like, ah. Oh don't really want it. He goes, if you pay for the uh, shipping, you can have it. So I was just like, oh, okay. It's like 100 bucks or something. So now I have a monorail carriage. His is much nicer than mine. So he's like, I want to do mine up. So we got a car upholsterer to do all leather interior for it. And we did like a tessellated tile floor, put a fridge in it and some shelving. So you
0: go in there and sit in there.
1: Yeah. So it was like a scotch drinking den at the bottom of the garden. So you walk through this party garden. (laughs) It's got like a little button. The door's open. And then you've got like all your fridge and scotches. And, and glasses, and you can go sit out there and enjoy the garden. And what does yours do? Mine's just an old monorail case <laughs> with, a, with a rose growing on it. I've got grand plans. Like I was going to make it into a potting shed and then I thought, oh, I've got built-in seats already so I really should do something like that. And yeah. then, you know, I haven't done anything with it. I've cleaned it out and that's about it.
0: So when, when you design these gardens now, um, is are you still like – Prone to going on site during the build and making sure everything's. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah. You have
1: have to, as the designer, you have to see the project through to completion.
0: Yeah.
1: Because I don't have in house construction, but the guy that does my construction used to work for me? We work really well together. So uh, he gets me in when I'm needed. He knows yeah. when I'm needed, and and so go in and advise the clients. Then
0: and our last episode, we spoke more about your on screen stuff that you do, and I don't think people realise that a, a 60 minute episode of Better Homes and Gardens doesn't take 60 minutes to film. Um, no. It's a it's a couple of day affair. So how do you manage everything? Because obviously you're, you're out – on-site filming—it's pretty hard to design a garden when you're sitting on-site on your Yeah, and, you, so. and not,
1: you can't really be contacted when you're filming because you can't have your phone on. Yeah, either. So there's a lot of. That was another part of the reason why I had to scale it back to just design, because it was just too much to catch up on in yeah. the mornings and the
0: evenings after filming. So. Mm-hmm. It yeah. gives you a little bit more flexibility now. So, Absolutely. So how do you manage things? Do you have a, a set thing or you just do it when you can? Just when you can. Yeah.
1: And having a, a mobile phone now that can do it all is great for that. Yeah. You know, because sometimes it's just a one-word answer that needs replying, so you can just do it then and there, like – do you remember when you used to have to go and start a computer up and to, to reply to emails and stuff like that? It's just much easier now. I
0: don't, I don't actually.
1: No, because you're time. younger than me. No,
0: I'm oh. <laughs> Do these sketches say say sorry? Uh, say you come in with a client. Actually. Are you are you a hand sketcher? Are you like an old school sort of artist where you'll draw it first, or are you straight on the
1: computer? I can't set up a computer page with a plan.
0: Okay. <laughs> not, okay.
1: Wouldn't even know where to start right. with Vectorworks. Right. I have no idea whatsoever. Right. So I'll go and I kind of visualize what um, when I'm in the space. I kind of visualize how things will go and get an idea for scale and proportion. Yeah. And is what they're talking about going to fit, or is what they're talking about absolute nonsense? Is and is there another way that it could be done better? Mm-hmm. So do that, and then I will take a scale plan and hand sketch in. Over the top. You will draw. I will draw. Yeah. Uh, to scale in, and I'm a terrible drawer as well. I'm not a. Great, <laughs> this is not a great advert for me, is it? Yeah. But I, if I can do line work to work out the scale and the proportion of where everything's going, mm. then I can give that to someone and they can put it into a vectorworks file and make it look really nice right. graphically.
0: And then you stand behind them and point when you want things. Yeah, changed.
1: Like look, and then I say, "Look what I've done." And people go, "Wow, that looks amazing." <laughs> All right, okay. right, thank you very much. Okay. Okay. So, uh, but then putting the plant list together is what I really enjoy. So. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's where I really get into putting down what plants are gonna work in what area mm-hmm. and how
0: they're gonna combine together. So beret cigarette drawing the yeah. <laughs> drawing the plan. Um, yeah. and then so you you get it to the vector stage, you choose the plants and then you just sit back and put it all together? Is that sort of what we're doing? So a
1: concept package generally consists of the concept plan. Yeah. And normally they're quite large gardens, so then you'll split those up and go into more detail into different sections, which will be written through. Uh, There's a plant list of all the stuff with pictures of all that sort of stuff, concept imagery. So I'm thinking of a big fireplace chimney here. It could look like A, B or C, which... Then you show it to the client, which one do you prefer? This is the one I prefer, and you can kind of discuss what can works. You, can you it.
0: draw them like a 3D thing so they can see what it looks like? Or it's all
1: yeah, so then we used to do 3Ds in Well, not you. Can someone you know do that? <laughs> it's so much cheaper to get it done overseas. So yeah, right. we've got this guy we work with. He's a Kiwi guy, but he lives over in the Philippines. Right. And you deal with him, and he just... You send them the plans and this is what I'm thinking and you get this amazing 3Ds back. Yeah, right. And normally a fly-through video and all that stuff. Yeah, cool. Which is what most clients actually, they don't really care about the plans. You show them a fly-through video and they're like...
0: And that does it. Yeah. 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 So you can't draw, you can't use a vector program.
1: And I'm a landscape designer. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's scary. Go figure, right? <laughs> no, it's quite scary. No, you've... Um... You, you've done some wonderful projects over the years. I know um, I've checked out your website just recently, Inspired Exteriors, and some of the stuff you guys do is really, really cool. But is, is there one that really stands out for you? I know you've gone overseas and done a lot. Yeah. Um, is the, there, is I love all
1: the flower shows, but they're kind of strange in the sense that you're, you put so much planning into them, you put so much effort into the design and making sure everything in the design sense works. Then you put all the effort into building it, mm. and it's super intense building it because you're there every day. Mm. But then after the show, it just comes down and never exists ever again. And there's something I like about that and something I don't like about that. It's
0: a little disheartening in a way, is it?
1: In a way, but then it's kind of nice to know that there was a moment in time that something existed that will never exist again. Yeah. There's something about it that... I obviously enjoy. Yeah. Um, but apart from garden shows, there was a garden we did in Singapore for the Shangri-La in the lobby, yes. which was – that's yeah. like a, a, a big one for us that's still there. Still and, there, yeah. Yeah, still there and still looking great, which is which is pretty cool.
0: So how do you get approached to do something like that?
1: That was through Chelsea Flower Show. Okay. So I built a garden and one of the owners of the Shangri-La, they're, they're people, I guess, uh, saw it and mm. realised that I was born in Hong Kong and they're like, do you want to come back to Hong Kong and build a garden for one of the owners. So I went and built their private residence, did a design, went over and did a bit of work in the garden there. And they said, are you doing an all right job in this? Do you want to come and have a look at one of our hotels? We're doing a
0: flagship renovation. So yeah, one thing led to another and And, so we did that one. And so there's some pretty prestigious locations and that, that comes directly from building a garden at Chelsea. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. where else in the world is it taking? Is it taking you? Um, I've done some stuff in France.
1: I'm hopefully doing a garden in Singapore, the garden show in Singapore. Yeah. So,
0: yeah. And I suppose, like you said, the, the new role that you've taken on, it's getting you very used to working remotely with people. So you can yeah. do this kind of stuff with language barriers, with thousand kilometres yeah. difference between you. You can still get it done pretty effectively, can't you? Yeah, it? absolutely. Yeah. So what... Um, the focus for you now, obviously TV and the on-screen stuff you do, is taking up a lot of your time. But what do you see over the next sort of two, three, four, five years for Inspired Exteriors? You going to continue to sort of do what you're doing, or is it? Yeah, gone we've been doing a quite now, a bit of stuff
1: uh, in the commercial space, which I think mm-hmm. like doing some stuff for some hotels in in Sydney, yeah. which is quite exciting. Knowing that a lot of people are going to use and interact with the space, and yeah. there's a lot of emphasis being put on exterior space and how how important it is, really. Mm. So that's quite exciting, um, which we'll be focusing a bit more on going into that area. But uh, yeah. I just love residential landscape design. Changes people's, it uh, sounds odd to say it, but a good garden will change a family's life. Absolutely. The way they use the space, yeah. you know.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, you've Houses and houses getting of blocks are getting smaller. So outdoor space is so important.
0: Mm. And
1: you've got to get it right because it yeah. will completely change the way you use your home. Uh-huh. Uh, and it's nice to know that when you first meet someone, that you know that wh- by the end of the project and years to come, they're going to have a better life for what you're doing with them. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And and even even in obviously my experience with this sort of stuff doesn't compare to yours, but even things as little as returfing someone's backyard, um, yeah. it makes such a difference, and people don't understand it. So I I always say to people if if you're not happy with your outdoor space. Think about how much time you actually spend out there and it's always worth investing even if it's small in improving something mm-hmm. um, e- even in the slightest bit and it's, it's not just from a personal point of view but I think people also under, underestimate the value it actually adds to your place. Yeah. Even if you're spending, I don't want to put numbers too much in here, but a smaller amount of money, it can change so many things yeah. for you. And, if you, if you want to do something more drastic, then you can get someone like Inspired X Series in there yeah. and do it for you. And it, it, it makes a massive, massive difference.
1: Yeah. I, that's, I love Inspired X Series for that, but I also like doing TV for that as well because TV inspires a lot of people to do stuff. Yeah. And Better Homes and Gardens is more budget conscious. So it's mm-hmm. like, how can you get a similar look? How can you do stuff yourself for less the price? Yeah. But still gets people into the thing that we love, which is gardening, being outdoors.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And just, just on... The stuff you did overseas is is pretty incredible one thing I didn't touch on before which I've only sort of just stumbled across now is the first ones you did initially you were involved right through weren't you it wasn't Mm -hmm. just a design thing how do you manage construction in a project on the other side of the world?
1: It's Yeah, it's crazy because you've got 21 days to build a show garden at Chelsea. So you're away from your family, you take a team from Australia with you. Okay. A lot of the guys that were coming over were working for free. They just come over and do it for the love of it. So you're staying in these places and you're working from seven in the morning till like nine o'clock at night on one of those and you're doing it for 21 days straight. So it's super intense. Yeah. But an amazing experience that like... It's quite funny. We, As the Australians go over, Wes Fleming started this. You all wear the same uniform. So you're all in, you've are all got to wear high-vis. So we all had the same right. high-vis shirts on, and like all the English were super jealous that we turn up in like these high-vis outfits. <laughs> right? Yeah. And we were staying at this place in Chelsea. We found the cheapest apartments we could, because it takes a huge part out of the budget. Yeah. So we're like, great. Found these apartments that are in walking distance to the show. We can stay there. All good. Great. Fantastic. We're down at the um, service station just getting food and stuff in the morning, and this guy goes what are you guys all doing here dressed up like that? And I said, oh, we're, we're from Australia. We're building a garden at the Chelsea Fire Show, he goes, And you're staying in the brothel. <laughs> I was like, uh, what do you mean? It's that place you walked out of on the top two floors. It's a brothel. I'm like, no, 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 we're staying like, on, on the left. He's like, yeah, right. <laughs> and we walked off. I was just like, all the boys' ears pricked up. And I was like, oh, no. So who booked it? It was me. It <laughs> <That> was
0: <laughs> me. Yeah, <exactly. laughs> And it wasn't your first time in Chelsea, was
1: it? Not the first time staying, though, no. No. <laughs> no. it wasn't the first time I was there. I actually booked it to a, 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 a housing agent guy who's like, so, I know you're coming out, I can help you with cheap accommodation. So, so you, I was like, Great. you're
0: building a couple of hundred thousand dollar garden at the most prestigious flowering garden in the world where, you're the, queen, in where the queen goes to, and you're living in a brothel. Admittedly, we only spent not much time there. Not much
1: time upstairs. Because we were working. So um, I'm joking. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. An interesting story <laughs> yeah. for
0: you. Do you meet the queen?
1: I didn't meet the Queen. I met. Uh, That's a
0: horrible segue, by the way. Yeah, it but really is. How'd you come up with that? Yeah, no, Sicko. You, yeah.
1: Um, God rest her soul. Anyway, <laughs> getting back to it. Um, yeah. I didn't meet the Queen when I was there she walked straight past me so I realised I didn't do that great in the <laughs> yeah. judging but yeah. I met Prince William and Princess Catherine and Harry oh, cool. when he wasn't so crazy yeah. um, and so they, they turn up right they're standing at the garden it's super surreal because they're like the most recognised people in the world right yeah. they're standing there and, and he's like oh this is quite delightful this plant over there what is that hedging you have? And I said, "Oh, that's that's boxes. And Princess Catherine goes, "Babe, we've got loads of that back at our place." <laughs> I was just thinking, like, how weird is this? I'm like, your palace—you've got lots of buckles back at your palace—and they just—it was just a weird
0: experience. So, did you have? Was that the end of the interaction, or did they like?
1: I said, "You can come in and have a look if you like," and they yeah. were super keen. They're like, "Yeah, we'd love to." And then all the security's like, "No,
0: no, no, can't come do on, this. Come, we we on the
1: time frame and yeah, yeah. It's a yeah. weird so, experience."
0: So, what's the what's the criteria to meet the queen? You have got to. You got to do really well. You got to do well. Yeah. How, how did you, you did okay over there, but didn't
1: you? Didn't yeah, we got the second highest medal you can get. Yeah, so right.
0: Yeah.
1: Just I'm proud of it. Yeah, but, absolutely. You know,
0: yeah. The ones you do in Singapore and that sort of stuff. Do you ever use crews from over there, or you always fly your own crew over?
1: Normally, use my own crew. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we use. We try and get help from mm. a local landscaper, just because you like Singapore's a crazy place. There's not yeah. the same. Um, you can't go to the hardware store. There's no Bunnings there, right? There's no, like, DIY culture there. So we found one hardware store, like, all the way across town, and it was just crazy to try and... Like, we needed a core drill, right? So we're like, we'll buy a core drill from Hilti. And they're like, no, we can only... You can only pick one up from FedEx because we've got to deal with FedEx, but you right. can't just go and pick one up from FedEx. You've got to become a FedEx agent to go and pick one up oh uh, because people yeah. just don't buy drills here.
0: How do they like, work and do
1: yeah. stuff? Yeah, I have no idea <laughs> how it works. Like when we're taking, and, and they only build for like a 15-year time frame. So yeah. when we're taking the lobby apart, the formwork they used for concrete, like there was coke cans and bits of cardboard to like patch up the holes. It's
0: like whatever. What works. Is it? And they're
1: like, Oh well, it's only gonna last fifteen years and then we know it's gonna come down. So that's
0: fine. It's, it's wild. And and with I look at Singapore and I know parts of Sydney and Melbourne are going the same way with the hotels and the like, but Rooftop gardens yeah. and growing plants in spaces that plants aren't meant to be grown. Mm. How do you get away with that now? Like even with soil profiles, for example, on a rooftop garden, like yeah, h- how do Singapore
1: you- is an amazing climate for plants. Oh, that's true. Because yeah. it just it's tropical. Like it rains all the time. Yeah. It's nice and warm. Like the the soils just it just all grows. Yeah, Like the horticult to to go over there and kill plants is is a very difficult thing to Have do. Have you put turf
0: on rooftops yet? uh no i haven't yeah, right. it'd be an interesting one we get questions from i talk to landscape architects pretty regularly and we often get questions on there but what's the secret to to getting plants to succeed in a, in an australian climate in a rooftop garden is it all about selection
1: it's all about selection yeah yeah it's yeah. it's hot it's yeah. dry yeah uh and the the soils drain really quickly because yeah. they have to and they generally have to be quite lightweight as well so there's not much to them so mediterranean plants do really well yeah um drought tolerant plants like succulents and things do really well but then the trick is trying to make it look like a nice lush oasis that doesn't look dry yeah Yeah, so yeah Yeah.
0: it's an interesting line of work I know what you do in general is interesting being on TV but there's this whole other side that people probably don't understand and probably don't realise there's a it's, it's not just someone who's, like you said before, I'm just an actor, but it's not it's not just someone on TV. It's someone who really, really knows what they're doing and you've been doing this a, a really long time. And if again, if people want to get a more in-depth view of Charlie's story, it's a really interesting one and you should check it out on one of our earlier podcast episodes. But if people want to keep up with you and find out what you've been doing, where can they find you on the on the social pipes?
1: On the social pipes, on the Instagrams. <laughs> uh, yeah, look, I, I sometimes post things on Instagram. I've yeah. been meaning to do it more and more. It's one of those things like, it's just another thing you have to do, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And it's part of life these days. But yeah. Um, yeah, so Instagram would be a good way.
0: Yeah, what do they actually have to search? So you got like It's You got to get all, all What Instagram is, right? You just search for <laughs> someone's like name. That. I thought it was going to be some fancy handle or something like that, what, but it's just. I don't know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and what, what was my bio? Lived in a brothel for a bit. <laughs> Didn't meet the
0: queen. Didn't um, meet the queen, but I like lifted that. a brothel for a bit. Oh, well, Charlie Albone, everyone <laughs> type that in, Inspired Exteriors, and you'll able to check him out.
1: You um, can check out Inspired Exteriors and Charlie Albone. See, that's what interiors. I was that's looking what you for wanted? there. Oh, sorry, yeah. we just edit all that nonsense about brothels. Oh, <laughs> that's where <laughs> yeah, we go. We'll go there. Uh,
0: no, but it's a really interesting line of work, and the stuff you guys do is incredible. Um,
1: I think the up. landscape industry is a fantastic uh, mm-hmm. line of work to be in, mm-hmm. uh, and there's not enough people getting into it, but you hear that in, in every trade at the yeah. moment. But, yeah. yeah, it's a good one.
0: Yeah, coming. I, I think a lot of our audience are like me, where they're very t- obviously turf centric, and and we don't hate plants, but we like turf everywhere. But from a totally different perspective, you can do some really really cool things with gardens. So I think it's definitely worth checking out. But um, great to chat again. Thank um, you for having it's me. It's always interesting. You're a very interesting person who does lots of interesting things. So um, it was cool, and we'll um, we'll do this again sometime we soon. We
1: shall indeed. Cool.
0: Got a little not wild oh, eh? no, no, that's twenty-four minutes. Oh, I could not <laughs> keep a straight face at all I thought it was about. We just spoke about oh, Lizzie know. and brothels. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't you know right, it it's- So Singapore was good <laughs> <laughs>